0: And welcome to this week's episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. It is a actually really nice Monday morning. It's uh, quite mild today. Um, I'm Brandon. I think I'm Craig. You, I think you are as
1: well. Welcome. Hey, welcome to you too. Um, it is um, actually a very nice day. When I left the house this morning, it was about 45, but I just went out to... Uh, Bring in your moose head and it was 56 degrees. So it's, yeah. it's warming up. Looks like a beautiful day ahead. We got like 70 coming up, but I, I wanted to, um, let everybody know if you haven't seen the forecast for next week. Mm. Um, glorious. It's, n- no, it's like 44 one day, 42 the next. We're down to 25 at one night. I am not
0: ready. Can I just tell you, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. I, I, I'm not ready. So this evening I actually may have to, uh, To double check, make sure I've got everything ready to go for my wood stove because I'm gonna have to light that bad boy up. Yeah, you are gonna have to light that up. You know what
1: you should do though? Um, You should take your television down over your Mm -hmm. fireplace, and you should put up the moose head and move your TV to another location in your house. That would be like the ultimate
0: lodge. You know what? If you did that, I would nickname you Gaston. There you go. Well, <laughs> I won't say anything about that. Allie, I know will listen. So we'll see, um, we'll see what she thinks about that proposal. I mean, you know, it could happen. Well, if you don't know, uh, you're probably thinking moose head. What are we talking about? What's he talking about? Okay. So a few
1: months ago, my son Dustin, um, by the way, who's right now as we speak is in Niagara Falls. So like in the
0: belly of the falls. <laughs> he was in the belly of like the falls of a, just a boat. minute ago.
1: Yeah. So anyway, he got this moose head from a friend of his who I guess he shot it 25, 30 years ago. And so Dustin has had it in his living room, just not hanging up, but just sitting in there. So finally he's, do you want this? And so Brandon is like, yeah. And I didn't know if Dustin wanted to get rid of it, but yes, he does want to get rid of it. So now
0: it's setting in your office. setting in the floor in my office. I've got to figure out where it's going to go because where I thought it was going to go, you it's know, not I'm going to go. It's not going to go. It's not going to fit. I measured it. It's too it. big. I measured it. So I think I'm going to have to take some stuff down and I will probably have to hang it right over um by where my guitar hanger is next to my bookshelf. Yeah, the, it's, it's pretty
1: impressive. It's got a huge, yeah, I mean, the, it's, it's huge. The thing is huge. So, um, but yeah, it's, um, it's quite the, quite the ordeal, but, um, for sure it really does need to go in your house. It would be a great addition to your home. It would, Maybe we could just put it in the bedroom. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a good plan. I think Allie would get used to it after a while. And you know, here's the beautiful thing: is that if you run out of closet or hanger space, you could just hang clothes on his antlers, right? I mean, oh man, uh, you know,
0: do you know how many hats I have? <laughs> I just start throwing hats up there. You actually could. Then I'd probably need a little
1: trampoline to bounce right? up and
0: grab the hat I want. My
1: daughter-in-law said if that was in her house at Christmas, they were going to string lights on it. So um I don't know.
0: We will do that here could, in the office. Yeah, you should do that. We'll put a Santa hat on him. Yeah, I mean, he's he he's gonna. <laughs> He's going to be really good. So here's the deal: we we're going to have to come up with a name. My kids always name animals like that, so we will have to come up with a name. But maybe you, out in podcast land, that listens to Ground, have a, a is name there any suggestion. way to show
1: a picture of this thing? I mean, is there a way to get a picture out? I mean, uh, we, I don't know. I don't how you think do this so. Thing. I mean, he looks like
0: you know Bullwinkle, but I mean,
1: he doesn't have to be Bullwinkle, but he does look like a Bullwinkle. He's right. Yeah, he's well. There you go. There you go. So uh there's that that scoop, and um we're. We had a visit yesterday. We did. Right before first service. And I was, I, heard, I was talking
0: to somebody and I saw you I reached out and I grabbed something. You grabbed his wings is what I heard. I did. I grabbed him. You did you know that if you grab you know the Tooth Fairy's wings you can trap him? Yeah. And yeah. if you do that to the Black Rifle Fairy, he gives he, you coffee. Exactly. And that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I heard the fluttering and I'm like, I know that sound and and there there was Randy. Wings and all. Randy Neal left us uh, um, a coffee
1: sampler. It is from Black Rifle. It is from Black Rifle. And it is called Aqua Raider? Aqua Raider. And, um, we're drinking it right now at this very moment. Mm-hmm. And, um,
0: really good. It is very good. Is it new or what it's, is it? So, okay, here's the, the scoop on this coffee. You, you and I can't just go buy it. You have to, you have to have connections. And you only... have to be part of the insiders club or it's, it's their special coffee club. That they only send these special edition things to. And so Robin signed up for that. And so really? They get these, uh, free. So thank you, Robin, as yeah, well. Yeah, Robin. Yeah. That, Robin and Randy, thank you very much. Giving up some of your coffee. Um,
1: you know, I do appreciate it. And, and all kidding aside from the whole, uh, wings and everything, you know, thing. So I don't want Randy to hit me in the throat. So, well,
0: um, and, and we got to be careful because Randy does a phenomenal job with all of our, um, our sermon series. Stuff. He does. Um, he does. Getting your, um, your scriptures and your quotes and everything. He does. And so he takes a load off of my plate with that and, and does a better job than I could do anyways. Yes. And so kudos to you, Randy. Thank you. I don't want to make him mad with the Ex- wings. Exactly. Either, Cause I don't want him being like, Hey, you know what? <laughs> do your own stuff.
1: But we do, I do, we do really appreciate it. Uh, Randy and uh, Robin. Um, it's always nice to get a bag of coffee and to test it out. Mm-hmm. And anybody wants to bring us coffee? We're more, well, well, um, we would be more than happy to, uh, test that out for you and, uh, Corey Smith, um, and Corey, if you're listening, thank you very much. He left me coffee yesterday. Mm-hmm. I actually bought it from him. He was going to Mechanicsburg's, uh, Mechanicsburg over to, um, Hemisphere. Hemisphere. And I wanted him to get me some, uh, K-Cups from there. And he got a variety pack. And I actually had one yesterday after the second service. It was, uh, Nicaragua. And I'm going to tell you what, that was good. It was really good. So. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. It was, it was really good. Good but, deal. um, so thanks, Corey, for that. I owe you money though. There you go. I I owed you money, too, and I just paid you. You did. Yeah, so I owe everybody money. I I can't get out from underneath that. You're in so much debt. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm either with somebody and like, I don't have the money right now, so can you buy this? I got you. Yeah, right. (laughs) So how about you? What's going on with you besides... Having the thrill on a Monday to get in a moose head.
0: You know what? I don't know that there's many better ways to start off other than being in a tree stand. And so since I couldn't be in a tree stand, (laughs) I got a moose head. I mean, it was great. But no, it's it's been good. The weekend was good. I went hunting Saturday morning and um, I saw a ton of deer. Um, That's awesome. Had had a couple young bucks in there. Had some does kind of on the outside of the the, um, wood line there and got to watch them for a little bit. And that Mm -hmm. was cool. Had another bald eagle fly directly over my head. That thing is huge. Okay, speaking of bald eagle, mm-hmm. and I have a picture to prove it, um, not a good picture because we were
1: ways away. Uh, we were going down Whitestone yesterday, mm. coming back home from church. Mm-hmm. Bald eagle in the middle of the road sitting eating a raccoon. Oh, yeah. And um, it, the raccoon did not look like it was hit. We were wondering if somehow, some way the, the eagle snagged him Possibly. And dropped him we don't know because there was this this uh raccoon did not look hit at all. Hmm. Uh, anyway, he flew off when we came up and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that was an eagle." So he we saw him circle low, come across the corn, come went back over the roadie and came back through and he landed so I turned around and we came back so we parked and, and I got I got a picture of him, but um uh, man, he was he was
0: gorgeous. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. I've seen a lot of eagles here recently. They they are really starting to um what is that? What do you mean? Well, why is there so many eagles right now? That's what he looks like. Yeah, there's a lot of good habitat here for them. Yeah. And so they're starting to really populate well. Um, I I almost got hit in the face right at daylight Saturday morning by an owl. I'm looking to my right, and I look to my left, and all of a sudden I see something swooping through the trees coming right at me. And it literally— Who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how many many takes— how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? One. Let's find out. One. two. A two three, a three. Crunch. <laughs> and so for all of you who are younger than me, you have no idea what that means. Exactly. Um, pull it up on YouTube. Pull it up on YouTube. The Tootsie Pop commercials from back in the day. But anyways, Noah, this owl was like flying right at my face. And then at the last <laughs> minute, he like swooped over to my right and kept on going. And I'm assuming awesome. went up and got in a tree, but... Yes, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Made some uh, paleo jambalaya on Saturday. It it'd be too spicy for you. You don't do spicy things. I
1: absolutely do not do spicy. Yeah. And that probably
0: has that nasty shrimp in there and It had shrimp in it. It was great from yeah. Holden mm-hmm. Beach. Fresh that we brought back this summer vacuum sealed. Sausage. And it's really it it was all the same except for instead of using rice, you use cauliflower rice. Oh, well I like cauliflower. Yeah, you wouldn't like all the spices. I like sausage. No, I I I I don't know why we ruin food with spices and Because it's better that way. How?
1: Don't you think if God wanted it to be spicy, he would have spiced it up for <laughs> us ahead of time? <laughs> do
0: you put salt and pepper on your steaks? Very rarely. I just usually do them plain. I think what? your taste buds are broken. <laughs> <laughs> I think something has happened and you've broke them. <laughs> well, when I hit about 42 years old,
1: my... Everything kind of changed a little bit. So that's coming because you're 20 years from now, you're going to be sitting here podcasting with some young whippersnapper, right? And he's going to look at you like, I think your taste buds are broken.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hope not. (laughs) I love my taste buds. (laughs) Whippersnapper. My knees will probably be broken by that point, but I don't know about my taste buds,
1: right? So, um, we got a, um, we got a big week ahead of us. Um, you know, a lot of stuff going on tomorrow night. We got prayer night. Tomorrow night, um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Prayer, yeah. Night's prayer night's night, tomorrow uh, night Six o'clock in the um, sanctuary mm-hmm. Sanctuary auditorium?
0: Sanctuary is what they call it In the big room, the big room.
1: In the big red room is where we're going to be meeting tomorrow <laughs> night Sounds six like a book It does in, in the, the big, big red, red room, room. Yeah. And, um, But we're going to be meeting uh, tomorrow night at six o'clock Hey, if you've never joined us before, mm-hmm. I would encourage you to come and, and, and join us at six o'clock. It is so laid back yep. and yep. you do not have to pray if you don't want to pray. Uh, but man, just getting there with, um you know, other believers and right. we literally read some scripture. We may sing a song and then we are, hey, what did you guys, what do you want to bring to the table to pray about? And is there something on your mind, on your heart, somebody, a situation, uh, something that you need prayer for? What is there something going on? And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, sometimes it's 40 minutes, sometimes it's an hour. We've been over an hour. Sometimes it's been less than forty five minutes. So it's uh, it's just a really good it is. um, you know, laid back night to spend just to spend with God. And I think that's yep. what we need to do because sometimes Absolutely. we're so much on go. Exactly. We we don't jet down enough to to hear from him or to talk with him. Right. So it's real it's really good, I think. For okay. sure. Come out and join us tomorrow night at six if you yep. can.
0: Tomorrow's another big day. Okay. Um, the series Starts tomorrow for the um, American and National League. That's right. So that's that's big. The Braves play like 107. They Who are they up, playing? They're playing the Phillies. So the Phillies beat the Cardinals in two straight games. That's crazy. And so Albert Pujols and Yadier Molina have played their last games. They, I think, um, did a good. They got their last at-bats. And then, um, I think... The coach came out and pulled them, kind of made a big, big deal about it, which, you know, was great because it gave them a standing ovation. I find it hard stuff. to
1: believe that. I mean, I understand Yadi, uh, retiring because he had two home runs, like 18 RBIs and hit like 218 or something this year. I totally understand. He was hurt most of the year. Right. And Yadi's, you know, as a catcher, he's, he's pushing it a little bit. I don't understand the Albert Pujols thing. Um, and here's why. Albert's not been the he wasn't the player that he was when he was with Cardinal the Cardinals previously before he went to the Angels twelve years ago. But this year his numbers I will have to tell you twenty four home runs, sixty eight RBIs, he hit two seventy and three hundred and seven at bats, and um like fourteen or fifteen doubles. I don't understand why you wouldn't want him back. Especially in because nobody on that team had more home runs than Goldschmidt. Right, he's next to Goldschmidt. Yes, and there's nobody else near him. Right, so you're you're sacrificing seventy some RBIs. You're sacrificing yep. twenty four home runs. You're he scored almost fifty runs, which is great. And mm-hmm. I mean, if you doubled his stats, which you he could, he'd have I mean, he'd have forty eight home runs and you know a uh, hundred and forty RBIs, and he'd have thirty doubles. And so I mean, that's a full season. So I don't understand why. He, if I was him, I wouldn't retire. I'd be like, oh, oh, absolutely. I want to play one to more play year. Well,
0: and especially in today's day and age where in, even in the National League now, you have a, a um, designated hitter for your pitcher. Pitchers don't hit anymore. Put him in as the DH.
1: Mm-hmm. Was well, what he was like, most generally. Was like, utilize
0: like, him as that because, yeah, he, he his fielding isn't as good as what it's been. He's not in the best shape physically. I mean, he's still not too bad for a 42-year-old You know. He's got the dad bod thing going on. He really does have the dad bod going on, man. It's so dad. What's so funny is we were watching it the other day, and I'm like, wow, that manager. And I don't even know who the manager is for the Cardinals. But I'm like, that manager looks to be like my age. He's a year younger than I am. Yeah, see, that's He's just 36. Right. Like, Albert Pujols has him by like six or seven years.
1: Yeah, I, uh, hmm Here's what they should do.
0: Hire Albert Pujols.
1: Somebody. Albert Poehole should say, I want to play one more year, give the Cardinals a chance to sign him. If he doesn't sign him, then I'm gonna leave it open what he should do. There's gonna be a lot of managerial changes this year. A lot of managers are on the on the hot seat and after the series are all done, we're gonna see a lot of firings and hirings. He should throw his hat in the ring. Boom. He should throw his hat in the ring as a player manager. See what happens. Yeah. Be the first player manager since Pete Rose, so mm-hmm. that would be awesome to see something like that.
0: That'd be that'd cool. Be great. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, there's your baseball for the day. It's baseball. So
1: uh, good luck with the Braves, but go Phillies and Bryce Harper. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say. You know who that means? We play. Yeah. So the the um, the Mets. Oh, go Mets! Are out of it. They're all. They, they're done. They got spanked last night. The Padres. It was a one game. No, it was a three game series. They got the beat. Padres won the first game, the, the Mets came back and won the second game, and then the Padres won last night like so six two out of six three or seven to nothing. Best two out of three for those wild card games. Yeah. I'm sorry sorry about that. I'm not. I really like Buck so I like the Padres, though. I like Manny Machado. You wouldn't if you knew him, but anyway. I'm sure I wouldn't, <laughs> but <laughs> as a player I
1: like him. But I tell you who you would like. Bryce Harper. You would love Bryce Harper. I bet Harper. I would. I you bet would. I would. He'd be sitting right here. We'd walk out of here and I'd be like, Brandon spend the rest of the day with Bryce. Well here's the I I, I mean wouldn't... your
0: your son has a Bryce Harper glove, bat, shoes. Okay, he does have the hat. cleats. Yeah. He does have the cleats. I would just like to get some hair tips from him. I mean, the dude's got some good hair. Yeah, well,
1: you know, that's that's his uh that's his mojo. That's what he prides himself in.
0: That beard is thick, as all get out. Yeah. I could never do that. Right? I'm not just, sure if I want to. I couldn't because my beard's too patchy. But what are you going to do? You know what? But you have something to make up for it.
1: You have a moose head. So. I do have a moose head. It, right. I do have that.
0: So all right. Well, that's enough baseball. I'm sure next and next week head. we'll catch up and a moose head. Um, but next week we'll catch up on uh, on what's going down in the series here. It's going to be. Yeah, good. We'll find out, won't we? Best About of five. Sure. Yeah. Could
1: be over by next week, right? Yeah.
0: I, my prediction is the Braves and the Dodgers will be in the NLDS again. Who's the Dodgers playing? The Padres? The Padres. Yeah. It's probably gonna, a Phillies and Padres are gonna be in it. Oh, here we go. We'll see. The nice thing is the Braves have had a five game, a five day rest. Break. It, I, I I say the Phillies
1: are gonna sweep Atlanta.
0: Oh lord. We play the first two at Truist Park. Yeah,
1: they're gonna sweep them. No. Cause you know what? The Braves have something, the Phillies have something that the Braves do not have. Bryce Harper. They do have that. I'm teasing. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I actually think the Braves are going to win, but there, there you go. There you go. I think it, I think they'll probably go. Um, not the was this out of five? Best of five. Yeah, I think the I think the Phillies will win at least one. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so they too. They could win too. I don't know. Um,
0: oh, I hope they don't push it to five games. I hate those. Uh, but the the Dodgers Braves game, if that takes place again, could very well be a seven game series again, like it was last year. That was crazy because those I, those NLDS and the ALDS, and I think the Dodgers will years. probably
1: beat the Braves this time around because um, Freddie Freeman's with the Dodgers and he's got he's
0: gonna want to thump them. Just and that, just it is what it is. That's the way it goes. I think he's mad at the at the Dodgers now, so maybe he'll like lay an egg on purpose for the Braves.
1: Oh yeah, then he'll be then he'll be banned for
0: life next year. <laughs> exactly right.
1: <laughs> All, right. All, All right, right, everybody, we're done with baseball. We're done. I promise. Pretty good day yesterday. It was a good day. Um, good songs, good, uh, good spirit. Um, second service was weird because. Um, and if you guys did, I I drew attention to this when I got up. This, uh, as I am looking out the left side of the, I almost said infield, the left side of the uh, sanctuary (laughs) was um, packed like you could got like two or three more people in that. Everybody was hip to hip, Mm -hmm. wall to wall, and then on the right side we had plenty of space. You could have landed a helicopter over there. Well, small one, but you could have landed. Yeah, that. You, at least the drone. Right, I oh, landed a drone easy. down there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was kind of weird because it was so.
0: I felt like it was going to tip over. I thought the whole room was going to tip. Right. It was. It was cool though to see that. It was funny. I don't know. But no, it was a good day. It was, um, you know, a message I think that was was really good for one, but one that I know is not easy to preach. Um, but one that definitely needs to be talked about quite a bit, Um, you know, temptations, we deal with temptations every single day and we'll get into that here in a little bit, but, you know, especially you, you went down the road and and used, um, the account of Joseph with Potiphar's wife. Um, but you know, sexual temptations are around us, you know, whether you're a male or a female, you know, constantly. I mean, I, I know, I didn't say this yesterday, but, um.
1: And I, I don't know. Everybody gets tempted, and you know, when you're talking about sexual temptations and and things like that, it it can be very, uh, it can be very difficult. But let's let's just admit it on on the on the offset that, um, I mean, I know women are tempted to do that because you know, yeah. As we as we read yesterday, Potiphar's wife, she was out of control. Right. This lady was off the charts, off uh, out of control. But here she was, you know, trying to seduce Joseph. And he ran, you know, he literally goes the other way. And the thing I, I admire about Joseph is that that's really hard to do for uh, when a guy is put in that position. Right. And so it was a very good um, lesson because um, it's one of those things that we don't talk a lot about in the church. Is some things we just don't talk about because we kind of leave it set to the side. But I really believe we we – We've done ourselves a disservice by not talking about these things in the church, like sexual temptation, Agreed. because let's admit it, everybody's affected by it. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't go anywhere or do anything. You can't um watch TV. You can't drive down the road without seeing a billboard. You can't pick up a magazine. Yep. You can't go on uh, the MLB channel because you got mm-hmm. pop-ups of um yep. all these things, of Hooters and, and everything else. I mean, it
0: is absolutely... Yep. Unbelievable. Um and then you throw in your devices, your phone and your your tablet and all of that yes. stuff. Your computers yeah. and, yes. and like you said, the pop ups and, and Facebook and you name right. it. And that's the problem. And you know, it's like, you know, Anita and I are um,
1: watching television the other night and a commercial pops on and um it's just I can't believe what we're watching. You know, you we're streaming everything, so I can't buzz through the commercials. Right. So right. which is so we just gotta just turn our head. But it was um you know victoria's secret um commercial and i'm just like that's one of the most craziest Mm -hmm. commercials that i've that ever seen I, i i can't believe you can get away with that by just that's just a regular commercial right exactly how's that possible you can do that yeah the thing is is you don't have kids either but anyway um yeah and yeah see that's the problem because you do have i mean you and i when we were sitting uh, Brandon and I have moved our offices about three years ago we moved um, from one location mm-hmm. to the next and Christian his son was um ad- um was back in his office when he was going to preschool. Yep. And Brandon and I were in his office looking at something and we heard Christian was watching something on his phone. We heard something that wasn't quite right, so we ran it back and, and it said and, what we thought it said. And it said what we thought it said. I was couldn't believe it, but it was it, it was mixed up into The Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Somebody had made Toy Story like a cartoon mm-hmm. and they dubbed over and they the dubbed voice. they dubbed over the voice we we were shocked
0: yeah. it was crazy so, remember i took the ipad yeah and he, from was him like, and no! he was like no <laughs> like and, and for him at that age he didn't understand what it was no, saying he didn't um but
1: but don't you think it's a part of the brainwashing it is, it is so even like today when you we're talking about commercials and billboards and stuff and, and all those things that's a part of the brainwashing to get us to accept that that's just a part of it's, life it's yeah you're you, you are, are desensitized they're grooming yeah that generation yeah for that. and that's a good, that is a very good word, grooming. Yeah. You're grooming your kids. It's, I, you know what? I, I, I'm i just going to say this. I think it's, um, I think it's pedophilia. I mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. right next to that. I think it, I, I, I think it's horrible. Yeah. I, I think it's one of the most vile things that, that we see when we do that to our children. And it's just, it's pathetic.
0: I, yeah. And that's one of know. the things that Allie and I have been aware of. You know, they've got, um, <clears throat> Well, Christian doesn't he got his taken away from him, but um, they have a couple of our old phones, and so they serve as as pretty much right. iPods, they're glorified iPods, they're not phones um but monitoring what they're on there right. and limiting the time that they're on them as well and so you know we have to as parents have to take that initiative and make sure that we're being proactive with that. And having conversations with them of what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Right. Um, because if not, then we're not setting the expectations and, and, you know, setting that expectations from not only this is what we think, not only this is what we expect, but this is what God's word says. Exactly. To, and exactly. so continuing to teach them that way. You know, we, we can groom too. You can, and yeah, and that's
1: what, you know, we talked about what that a uh, week ago about training. Yep. Training, training, training your, your child. children. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's exactly what, what we have to do. And we were talking a little bit about that prior to the podcast, podcast, you and me, uh, yes. just about, um, how when kids get older, they kind of seem to g- go away from right. the church. And you kind of wonder what happens when in, in those families when that, you know, when that's allowed to take place. And, and I think one of the best things that, you know, you can do as a, as a dad with young kids is continue to train them and to teach them, you know, it's not, it's not easy to do that, right? I mean you gotta you gotta you gotta take the time to mm. you're in the middle of wanting to do something, then you gotta take forty minutes to explain something to Christian and then you gotta take another thirty five minutes to sit down with Jordan and then you right. gotta take another fifteen or twenty minutes to talk to Kenneth. By the time you're wrapped up into an evening, you got two hours in that. You, right. you know, and now it's like now my evening shot, but you can't look at it like that because you know, you're training them yes. and you're um, and they're also helping you out. Mm-hmm. because they're they're having you think about things. Right. And I think that's awesome. God yeah. uses that
0: like a um you know, really big yeah. your, your hair's getting long. It is getting long. I'm trying to be like Bryce Harper. Actually, I think it's longer than his is right now.
1: You know, I, I can't <laughs> believe how much you talk about him and Justin Bieber. It's just, <laughs> oh,
0: Beebs. It's been a while. I wonder how Beebs is doing. Oh, I he had that I, I love it
1: that you asked that question because here's the thing. I think you, I I think I know how you how am I going to put this? You know how he's doing. Let's put it that way. I had,
0: sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't. Did you
1: people? You should see his eyes. There's, there's, there's love. I, I can't. <laughs> we need
0: to <laughs> video podcast this one time, just we so do. people can see my eyes of me eye rolling at you all <laughs> the time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. we'll do that sometime. We'll, we'll actually, we'll have it this, and
1: then maybe we can put it on. um oh, well, We can, like we YouTube can do channel. a
0: video podcast on Podbean. Can that, we now? Yes, we can. Wow. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. No, get ready; it's going to happen. Oh gosh, um, I, I love you know. We'll we'll just jump in here. Um, I, you know, Joseph overcomes temptation yep. is what we you talked about yesterday, and um, you know the first thing you said that um, he was faithful in the small things. He was, yeah, and and I think that that's important. You know, as we're talking about, you know, working with our kids and and having those conversations. You know, in the big picture, that those are the small things. We have to start there. And and, and it goes back to that word that we've talked about mm-hmm, all the time mm-hmm. of being intentional.
1: Well, you know, faithful in the small things can be, you know, uh, for you as an adult, you have to be faithful in the small things. Because I don't think if you're faithful in the small things, you're not so apt to do it w- w- for the bigger things. You might be able to fake the bigger things. Right, right. But y- you really can tell who you are by the small things with your children, yep. with this, w- at, at your work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you work hard, um, all the time or are you just kind of slouching or, or, or whatever. And, um, and I, and I always love to think about the, the things that, you know, w- what are you doing and are you faithful when nobody's looking? Right. That's the, that's the point. Right. And, um, I love Joseph because as much as he went through, man, was God with this guy or what? For sure. I don't know. I, I don't know if Joseph looked at, cause I know he got discouraged once time in prison and. I don't know if he got discouraged. He had to be when his brother sold him into slavery and all that, and, right. and all that. But God is literally with him and directing his path. God is putting him on a mission to get somewhere, and it's not probably what he wants. Well, you know, it's not what he wants. Right. So that always gets me thinking in my life when I start to kind of um, complain about my situation. Is God moving me to some place that I need to be? Um, because I was told this a long time ago when I have gone through several. Different horrible church issues and places right. that I've been. And my mom used to tell me this, God is preparing you for something. Right. And I didn't buy it. I just thought, you know, she crazy. That's a, that's a good saying. That's a good saying, right. mom. But, uh, yeah, whatever. But you know what? As I've thought back on it, I, I believe that wholeheartedly because some of the things that, um, I've had to deal with over the last four or five years and some of the things I've dealt with here right, has with what I've been through has prepared me prepared you for, for this. here, yeah. and I think that she was one hundred percent right. But I love Genesis thirty nine two, where it says the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did, and he as he served in the home of his Egyptian master, he's a slave,
0: <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs>
1: and he's serving, and he's succeeding. Yeah, and, and I think that's um awesome because um the guy that he's serving with is Potiphar, mm-hmm. and Potiphar is the executioner for Pharaoh, and what the thing a job. that job. Pe- right the thing that people need to realize is that potiphar didn't need an, an order from down high to say this person needs to be killed if potiphar thought that it needed to happen then potiphar can make that decision himself right right and that is one of now he definitely did the work for pharaoh but he also took it into his own hands too right. if he had to yep. so um, genesis 39 3 and 4 potiphar noticed this and realized that the lord was with joseph which is crazy because i don't think potiphar's a Got no, man, exactly. So. so uh giving him success in everything he did, this please Potiphar. So as soon as he soon made Joseph his personal attendant and he put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned. Hmm. You got to have a lot of, um you know, you got to have a lot of confidence in a person to put him over in charge of everything. Yeah. Be like me saying, hey, Brandon, you know, um, I think you're awesome. So here I'm going to put you in charge of my bank accounts. I don't want to see anything. Whatever you need to give me, just give me. I'm, I trust you. Implicity. It's I I'm not gonna question you. Wow. that's what it was like. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. That's never gonna happen it's by good the illustration. way. Just, we yeah. should but that's never gonna happen.
1: That. Let's let's try this. Why don't you try it with me and we'll go with that and Okay. Deal. You're like, dude, it took you three weeks to get me my money back. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's
0: twenty dollars. I know, right? <laughs>
1: You're like, hey, we actually get to eat tonight yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> the next verse I thought was um I actually um, drew this out a little bit yesterday because it said it's Genesis 39 6 so Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything he owned with Joseph there this is the crazy thing he didn't worry about a thing except what kind of food he was going to eat and Joseph is doing his job can you imagine this is what I said yesterday that the only worry you have for the day is what food you're going to eat right am I going to eat steak or fish Am I going to have ice cream or cake? Imagine that. Yep.
0: I mean, I think if I if Joseph was that good, I might as well just let him pick what I'm going to eat too, and then I won't have to worry about anything. Exactly. Should I have German
1: chocolate cake or should I have donuts? Exactly. You know, it's like what what yeah. am I going to do? But
0: but that just you know, again, she goes back I think to show how much God is with Joseph because exactly. God you know, God is causing everything that Joseph does um, to succeed. Exactly.
1: Um, and then we listened to a little bit about, um, you know, Joseph setting our story up for for yesterday in Genesis 39 verses six and seven. And this is, I actually heard a sermon about a guy talking about Joseph's looks and talked about he was so off the charts, like good handsome looking, and, and right. handsome. You know, kind of like another person in this room. But anyway, thank you. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, the verse says this: Joseph was very handsome, not just handsome, but very handsome. And a well-built young man. And, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him lustfully. Come on and sleep with me, she demanded. She didn't beat around the bush. No, she didn't. Um, it'd be like, um, what? You, what? Right. I mean, can you imagine? Like, what? What? I can't yeah. even imagine what.
0: Oh, absolutely. They'd yeah. Put in that spot. It's crazy. Crazy. And so you, you then went to point number two I about did. Joseph overcoming temptation, and you said, so he was faithful when the stakes were high. you know. And at that moment, the stakes become high. He's in charge of everything that Potiphar owns. Exactly. Um, and, and so the stakes are, are high there. And the situation goes from
1: one to a thousand just like that. I mean, she, she upped the ante on him, and he's got something else else he's got
0: to deal with. exactly. Yeah, because – he and, and he knows Potiphar's power. He knows what Potiphar's capable of. you know? For sure. And so it's like – what what do you do there? For sure. Well, here's what he did. Genesis 39, 8. But Joseph refused. Yep. That's a good... That's really good yeah. because... Um,
1: um, I think being put in that type of temptation, of sexual temptation is... Um, can I just say this? It's like a drug. Right. It, it becomes... I think the more you give into that and the more that you feed that beast, mm-hmm. the harder it is to contain that beast. Right. And I think that... I don't know if Joseph was thinking about that because, you know, most Bible scholars believe that Joseph is about 27 years old about this time. And so, um, you know, if he's handsome, well built, and I don't know how old Potiphar's wife is, but I've heard stories that she's probably in her mid forties, could be in her fifties, somewhere around there. I, I don't know. That's just the assumption that was made when I right, read. Right. So she's, um, you know, um, uh, she's a little older than that. So I, I, it's kind of probably the thrill, the attack at at this point, right? Um, I kind of gave the um, you know because Pot- um, Potiphar's wife and Joseph are pretty much in the house alone all day long, right? It's kind of a bad combo if you, you know. oh, exactly. <laughs> really, I mean, seriously. I gave the uh, told everybody yesterday that when I was at um, church in Cincinnati, Christ Church at Mason, um, they had a rule that any staff person couldn't be with anybody of the opposite sex mm-hmm. alone so that meant you couldn't be in the office or you couldn't be in a classroom you couldn't be in a car you couldn't go to a restaurant with him you literally could not be alone and he the senior minister would bring this up about every three months to right. remind everybody i don't want you guys alone and you know i don't know if you have been but i'm this is the honor system and all that and invariably he always would say with a smirk you know if you break the rule that doesn't mean i don't love you but i'm sure gonna miss you mm-hmm. he was gonna let you right go right. now I gave that yesterday. And mm-hmm. so I came back to the stream room, yep. the room we're sitting in right now. So Leah uh, Matlack is in here, and your wife is back mm-hmm. here running the stream, the live stream yesterday. Well, Leah has to leave to go get something right at the tail end of the service. And I'm sitting where you're sitting, and I'm talking to Ali as as the service. You're still singing up front. you know. People yeah. are leaving. And finally I look at her. I said, oh, you know what? I think I need to practice what I preach. I said, here you and I, 10 minutes ago, I said, you should be in a room alone <laughs> with somebody. And I said, here we are alone. So I got up and I left. <laughs> yeah, you told me that. That's that's funny. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Genesis 39 verses 8 and 9. It says, look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in the entire household. No one has more authority than I do. He's held nothing back from me except you. Mm -hmm. That's a a bold statement. Yeah. Because you are his wife.
0: And I think if you look at this and you look at the verse that I read just a a minute ago, Genesis 39, 8, but Joseph refused. I don't think he entertains it at all. You know, because that's what happens when you begin to entertain it. When you begin to kind of, you know, right. well, uh, you know, that's when Satan is going to just pounce on you and and trip you up. I I I
1: agree, I I agree with you, but and I wonder though, being Joseph, okay, can I just be honest? Yep. If Joseph is well built mm-hmm. and he's really good looking, can I just tell you something? He knows it, right? But I. 'Cause can I just guys are kinda have a, have this thing about being a little conceited. Right. And so I don't know if he may have he you may be one hundred percent right, he never entertained it, but I wonder if he at one point walked away and be like, What just happened there? Right. But I wonder if he went quickly out of it. For sure. You know what I mean? Because of God. For sure. Because we all know, after reading the story of Joseph, how much he loved God mm-hmm. and how much he wanted to serve God and how much he wanted to be faithful to God. And this actually was a blight against God. So right. I I wonder if it was just kind of like a quick in, quick thought, I'm out. I'm right. I'm not doing this. So, right. But it's a bold statement. Yeah. Joseph refused. And, you know, the thing about it is, is that Joseph is is not being selfish here. Right. Because a lot of people would be selfish because he he could think, hey, nobody's gonna find out. It's just me and her, nobody I mean, not even Potiphar's gonna find she's not gonna tell anybody, I'm not gonna tell anybody and, and here we are. Right. And um, and I think that's the thing when somebody gives in to this kind of temptation um, to have an affair or to step out like mm-hmm. that, you're not thinking about anybody. Except yourself, right? You're thinking about what it's going to do for you and the the uh, gratification that's going to be for you, and and you're not thinking about moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas and kids and your spouse and friends and relatives and uh, work associate. How how that just it it just devastates every even people who are not Christians, right? And this happens; it just dismantles their life. It it's just not right. It's it. There's something in us that God wants us to have this morality of
0: faithfulness to to our spouse for sure and um, well and it's and, and this is maybe a little bit off topic but it goes back to that idea and, and I've talked about this so much and you know Ali and I talked about this you know leading into um, us you know leading up to us getting married but you know marriage should be a covenant you right? know and it's a covenant between the husband and the wife but also with God as well you know it's not just something that's like okay well You know, we're going to get married as long as, you know, we like each other. Right. Or we're going to get married as long as things are going smooth and and good. Well, guess what? They're not always going to be – you're not always going to like each other. No. You know, Allie doesn't always like me. I know that. You know what was uh, – I've only seen this happen one
1: time, and I I actually should copy this. I don't do many weddings. uh, But anyway, I went to a wedding, and the guy that was marrying them, the minister was marrying them when they were going through their vows where – they they said them to each other, and then he went through. He broke every statement down of what that meant, and um, actually he did that prior to them. He said, "There, here's the vows you are going to speak to each other." It was your standard vows to have and to hold from this day forward. You know, yep. sickness and health, um, you know, forsaking all others. Da 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 and he said i'm going to read these to you all right now and i want to explain to you what these actually mean mm. and he said so i know that we've set dether to counseling but if you are not 100% sure right now that you can keep your vows let's say 60 years from this moment today oh, wow i need for you to say this wedding is over can you can you commit to that and they, he said, I need to hear a yes. And they were like, yes. He's like, because not only are you committing this to the people in this room, mm-hmm. you're committing this to God Almighty. Yep. This is a binding, unbreakable contract. Yep. Either by death, there's only one other way, is if you forsake your spouse. Yep. And he said, so you need to realize something. If you forsake your spouse and you break the contract, not only will you have to answer to the people in this room, but you got to answer to God Almighty. Yep. He said, are you guys ready? And they both said yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome. Right. Um, but you know, I've had, I've sat down and talked to Christians, so-called Christian people who've gotten mixed up and given into like a fair or, or whatever. And, um, not just a couple years ago. Somebody told me um, that I was talking to is like, well, you know, my marriage hasn't been good for a while. And I just felt like God put this person in my life that God wanted me to to be with this person. Hmm. It took everything I had not to strangle that person. Right. I mean, I. Two wrongs don't make a right, so I had to backtrack. Right. But this is a person that I thought would never say something. Like, and this is a person that should know should have known better. Right. And um, what happens is, is Satan does. He messes with you. Right. He totally messes with you. Right. And I hate it. Um, and that gets down to, you know, I've read this verse, you know, hundred times over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. Isaiah 5, 20 and 21. And I always use this for the culture, the government or whatever. This goes for me, too. Yep. Goes for absolutely. you. You know, he says, what sorrow uh, for those who say that evil is good and good is evil and dark is light and dark, light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is bitter. What sorrow for those who are wise in their own eyes and think themselves so clever, hmm. and that's it. Yep, we do. We think that exactly. Joseph, though, awesome dude, man, mm-hmm. awesome. He, I, I agree with you. If 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 he entertained it for a second, it wasn't it wasn't long, for a long time,
0: right? Yeah, no, and you see that as he goes back, and 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 really, it just shows how he's grounded in God, because in verse nine, thirty thirty nine, verse nine, how could I do such a wicked thing? He said. It would be a great sin against God. I that verse,
1: and and I actually said this yesterday when he said, "How should, how could I do such a wicked thing?" And he's not just talking about sex or the affair. He's talking. I, I I believe Joseph is more talking about his faithfulness to God in his heart Mm -hmm. because it is a wicked decision that he's going to make because it's it's a decision he's going to have to. He's got to climb over that hill Right And it's a sin against God Yeah I love it I I, I think he puts He puts God first And he calls it just like he sees it
0: Yeah I love it Yeah And then after that She's still relentless Potiphar's (laughs) wife Verse, um, Verse 10 She kept putting pressure on Joseph Day after day but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. And I love what you said yesterday. You were like, you know, and and in, as you're saying this, like I can hear like the the Mission Impossible, or not Mission Impossible, the James Bond, wasn't James Bond? dump, 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 yeah. But you're like, you can imagine him like sneaking up to around the corner, looking around. Yeah. Is she there? No, okay, I'm good. I said he had like a mirror. He's like, <laughs> right, looking. <laughs> she's where she's at.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you're right. She's you're right. she's
0: impossible at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I love what, what Mark Batterson said. That's a good quote. He said, if you cut off temptation right from the start, and and that appears to be the way, you know, like you said, he may have entertained it for a split second, Second. but he cuts it off right away. And Mark says, if you cut off temptation right from the start, it's easier to deal with it down the road because if you flirt with it and waffle back and forth, you will eventually give in. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I do.
1: Yeah. Have you ever waffled back and forth with it? Absolutely, and you, you, you yeah, you give in. Yeah, it, you, it, once you get past that certain point, you are definitely giving in. Yeah, and then Charles Stanley kind mm-hmm. of backed that quote up. He he said, "Remember the initial CMD, which uh, stands for critical moment of decision. When you first have a temptation, if you stop it right there, then you're always ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what Joseph seems to do. He It's like he, he stops it right at the very start. Yeah. And he's putting an end to that. Really good
0: example. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: It's almost like he's not going to allow, yes, it is a temptation, but it's not like he's going to allow this to get any further ground in his life. And, you know, it's
0: not like, okay, I got over this, but she keeps pressing him. She keeps going after him. Exactly. And that's the thing that we have to remember as Christ followers, just because we're obedient to God, just because we, we, um, you know, deal with that temptation, and we cut it off, and we're obedient in that moment, it doesn't mean that things are going to always get better. Right, right. You know, it doesn't mean that God is going to bless us right away. Right. Because we see that here in Genesis 39, 11, and 12. It says, One day, however, no one else was around when he went in to do his work. She came and grabbed him, Potiphar's wife, by the cloak, demanding, Come on, sleep with me. Joseph tore himself away, but he left his cloak in her hand as he ran from the house. But he does the right thing. He runs. He runs. He flees. Yep. But now it's going to get even worse for him. You know, the,
1: the thing about that is that Joseph once again overcame the temptation and he he ran out. And, um, you know, have you, I know you've heard this before, but you've heard people ask, well, you know, they they were such a good Christian couple. How'd this happen to them? Or he was the minister of that church for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he had an affair. He's been having a three-year affair with this lady. And how does that happen? And... um, you know, I've had people tell me, well, it just happened. It just happened. Right. It doesn't just happen. Right. It's just not like we're walking in the, you know, we're walking through Walmart and all of a sudden, oh, is this is going to happen? No, it's a series of choices that you have made. It's, once again, yep. it's the little things. Uh-huh. You you weren't faithful in the small decisions. Right. You're actually, in your mind, working
0: this out. Casting Crowns has a song called Slow Fade, and that's exactly what they're talking about is, you know, it's a slow fade when you slow give yourself ride. a fade. No, that's a different, <laughs> that's a different song. But now I'm gonna have that stuck on my head. Thank you. Take it easy. <laughs> Anyways. but yeah, no, and they say you know it's a slow fade when you give yourself away, and right, right, and, and that's what they're talking about. And, and you're right; it just, it just doesn't happen. No. you know, as much as you want to tell yourself it just happened, you can tell yourself that all you want, but right. it just doesn't.
1: And this is the part of the story that um, when it starts to change after she does yeah. what she does mm-hmm. it. I, I hate this part of the story because I hate it for Joseph. And I hate to read this because it kind of puts a pit in my stomach. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm thinking, Oh my goodness. Cause here he was we obedient. know this. Yeah. We yeah. know the story, but he doesn't know the story and poor guy is going to have to, um, you know, he's going to have to go through that. And, and here's the, here was the point of that is that there was a temptation for Joseph and a sexual temptation, but now he's, you know, there's another temptation coming that Satan's going to use. And it's that, Part of god doesn't is not with you because you're gonna you're gonna end up in prison right you know what i mean right and that's the thing I, I talked about yesterday because you know you may get through your temptation and you may you may have hurtled that you may have stopped it from the get-go but it doesn't mean that you're not going to be tempted again in another area and satan i think plays head games with us right and i think he plays head games where he's like hey you got through the temptation you fended that off but hey you're still lonely Right. Uh you got through the temptation, but yet, you know, where's God in all this because things still aren't going well for you. So, right. um I think you uh, there's other temptations. The temptation is to not trust God after you have already, you know, you've been faithful. So, um that brought us to number 3, he's still faithful when he's falsely accused. Yeah.
0: That's hard. It is.
1: Yeah. It's really hard.
0: Yeah. And so we we see what happens next. Um chapter 39 verse 13 through 15 says, when he saw that she was When she saw that she was holding his cloak and he had fled, she called out to her servants. Soon all the men came running. Look, she said, my husband has brought this Hebrew slave here to make fools of us all. He came into my room to rape me, but I screamed. When he heard me scream, he ran outside and got away, but he left his cloak behind with me. Wow. She's like, I got the evidence. She's got the evidence. This is like maybe the first Me Too
1: movement here, right
0: here. You uh, know, right? where it's like you know, hey, uh, it's the he said, she said, exactly. Right? And then we see what what takes place. So she she hangs on to his cloak all day long, waits on Potiphar to get home, and in verse sixteen, she it says she kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. And then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you've brought into our house has tried to come in and fool around with me. Her language changed a little her bit. Her language changed. Yep. Here I don't know why, but it right. Did. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. She's pulling it out, man. She's she's trying to
1: she's going, you know, full crazy psycho on at this point. Right. And Genesis thirty nine, nineteen and twenty. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story about how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and he threw him into prison where the king's prisoners were held. And there he remained. So my question was this yesterday. You have to remember that this is the chief executioner for Pharaoh, and if she actually is claiming rape, or he tried to, you know, do something with her, as the chief executioner, he and this is his wife. Yep. Why didn't he kill Joseph?
0: And I've never thought about that before.
1: Why didn't he kill her? Because mm-hmm. he could do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody, you know, if you read back through some of this, I've read commentaries and things. Most generally, if somebody was accused of rape, if they were even accused of it, they were actually killed. So um, why wasn't he killed? Because he, he knew was... his wife was cuckoo, and could have been the two. The gods yeah. protecting him in that too, True. because of For that. Sure. Because sure. of that. So yeah, and that was the, that was the point. Greg Laurie, I love Greg Laurie's yeah, quote because I was I listened to him. A few months ago, talk about Joseph, and he was talking about um, Potiphar and his wife. But he said, "I believe that in his heart of hearts, and he's talking about Potiphar mm-hmm. and deep down in his gut, and he believed that jo- he believed Joseph more than he believed his wife." I'm sure this is not the first time that she turned into a drama queen. There it is. I, I think he's right. Yep. I-, I think that has yeah, to be the only reason why Joseph's life
0: was spared. Exactly. Right. Why didn't he kill him? But
1: he's faithful, man, one one attack after another. I mean think
0: about he that. Is. He's he's being tempted here, this then he's thrown into prison and there's
1: this to go right. on.
0: Oh man. Yep, and, and we see that, you know, even when he's wrongly accused, even when he's thrown in prison, he continues to be faithful. Genesis thirty nine, twenty one through twenty-three. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him his faithful love, and the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that had happened in prison. In the prison. The warden had no more worries. (laughs) Sound familiar? Exactly. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. (laughs) So Joseph... Succeeded with Potiphar, guy succeeding right. with the warden,
1: and we know when he gets out of there, he's going to continue su- to succeed. We should probably just do a whole series on Joseph. We sometime and talk about talk about that. And um, but Joseph is amazing. And here's the thing: now you, everybody has to remember this, including myself. Life is life. Joseph, what he's dealing with is life, it's life, and yep. it's just a sinful world that he's dealing with. But God is with him every step of the way. And and it's really hard in the middle of our in the middle of our circumstances and in the middle of life to realize that maybe God has put his blessing on us and he's actually moving the pieces around for us to right. to get us to the place that we need to be. And that's a really hard place to mm-hmm. look at. So uh yesterday I said here's four lessons for us today. Number one, God standards don't change. Yep. And we have to remember that what God says is sin back then. Is sin now, and if God tarries for another five thousand years, it's still going to be sin because we we absolutely one hundred percent believe that God's word is truth. Yep. Malachi three six says, "I am the Lord; I do not change." So His rules never ever ever change. Right. And we have to remember that, right? Because our culture, it's always going to change. Yep. Like what what's in today is going to be out five years from now, yep. and what they think is um, you know whatever they dictate, that's what they're going to try to get you to sway. Um, um, to go that way, so that's why the you know the rules have changed. You know they're saying regarding sex and gender and definition of marriage and male or female and times have changed and and you're outdated. And I'm not talking about the world, most. General. I'm talking about people in the church. Exactly, people in the church even comes to that. Right. It just inflames me, man. Mm-hmm. It inflames me when when it gets to that. So when you waffle back and forth, you're waffling with the truth of uh, truth of God's and word. And so that's
0: why we have to stand on God's word and we have to be immovable. Yep. And we have to be that that light shining, you know. Jesus in Matthew chapter five, verse fourteen says, You are the light of the world like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. So we too can't change just because we you know, you, you alluded to it yesterday, you know everybody knows somebody who, you know, is going against what God's word says, whether right. it is, you know, same sex marriage or you know, or abortion or something else. Um but just because we we know that person or there may be a family member doesn't mean well well I, I need to love them. Yes, you can love them, but you still have to stand firm on God's truth. My
1: question to you is: Do you have enough love to keep them out of hell?
0: Exactly, because ultimately that's that's where you, you're that's where what everything's leading to. You know, one day we will have to stand before Jesus on Judgment Day.
1: Right. And here's the thing: When I get up to do what I do um, on Sunday, and I know sometimes you know you, you press the envelope. A little bit and the topics are hard and the, you know, sometimes what I talk about is difficult. Do you think I do that because I enjoy it? No. Do you know what? I know. And if you're listening today and you've been inflamed with me, you need to realize something. I love you and I care about yeah, you exactly. and I want you in heaven. And by some people's actions, even in this church, I do not this. I know that this is not probably a great thing to say, but I, by the by their lifestyle and by what they're doing, I don't see them going to heaven. Right. And I and I care too much for you to allow that to happen. Exactly. I want you in heaven and I don't care if you agree with me or not. Right. I right. want you in heaven when you take your last breath. Yep. That's the only thing that matters to me and that should be the only thing that matters to you. And if you have a family member or a friend who is caught up in the culture and the lifestyle and the rhetoric of the government or the world, you need to love them enough to talk to them. Yep. Pray for them. Yep. Don't you don't have to pass judgment on Just tell them, here's
0: what God's word says. I believe this to be true. And boom, yep. talk to them. It's going to be hard. It's not going right. to be fun. Exactly. Right. Well, and then that leads us to the, the next lesson is that temptations are normal even for Christians. It's like, you know, just because you're baptized and you believe, you know, in God and you accept Jesus as your Savior doesn't mean that the rest of your life's going to be, you know, smooth sailing. No. It's you probably going to be worse. It's actually. actually, but right, because Satan's going to work harder to tear you down. Mm hmm. When you're trying to work harder to follow, the harder you, the harder you work to follow God closely, mm-hmm. the harder Satan's going to work yeah. to knock you off your horse. Yep. 100%. Like
1: this verse, first Corinthians 10, 13 is awesome. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. Basically, we're all going to go through this. Right. Okay. And God is faithful. That's great because that's like four words and it's a period after that. And God is faithful. So right. Remember that. He is. He will not allow the temptation to be more than what you can stand. And when you're tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure it. Mm-hmm. He's got a plan. Exactly. You got to follow it. You got to, you, you got, your compass has got to be set on God. Yep. Number three, temptations can be overcome, but you got to run. Right? right. And you got to do what Joseph did. You literally have to yep. run. Yeah. Um First Corinthians 618. I love this. Yeah. Run from sexual sin. This is great. No other sin so clearly affects the body as mm-hmm. this does. Yeah. This is telling you. This
0: sin right. is going to affect your body. It was around then, it's around now, exactly. and and it's not going away. Exactly. You know, and that's why, you know, we were it was very intentional some of the songs we sang yesterday. You know, we opened up during the countdown with Run to the Father. Right. Um you know, so I run to the Father. Or I fall into grace, and I'm, I'm done with the hiding. No mm-hmm. reason to wait. Um, we sang um, "Forever Rain," which says, "Oh, I'm running to Your arms." So here's the truth: is when we run from sin, when we run from temptation, when we run from sexual sin, we're in turn running to the Father. Mm-hmm. We're running to God. One hundred percent. Um, and that you know that's where you know that's where our truth is found, and so we have to you know run to Him and 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 rely on his word rely on his truth you know and i I love you know the verse you read a few minutes ago that you know we are going to be tempted when we're tempted god will give us away he's not going to allow the temptations to be more than we can handle you're not going to hang out to dry right at all
1: and that brings us to number four the rewards of purity avoiding the sexual temptation are eternal but not immediate exactly and that's A bad thing. Right. Because you're going to want to, you're, you're, you're going to want to see, hey, I got through this. I want to be rewarded. Right. You always have to keep your mind spiritually into the next life. Uh, This life is just, it is what it is. We're just passing through. Yeah, we're passing through. So you always have to think about eternity. So you're going to be rewarded in eternity. I promise you. You're going to be rewarded for that. Um, Joseph does the right thing. He gets tossed into prison and it's two years before Joseph gets out of prison.
0: Right. Right. I mean think about it. two years is a long time. Two years
1: is a long time to be sitting in a cell, to be honest with you. And I think yesterday I said if you're married and you say no to sexual temptation, that doesn't mean that you're gonna see romance. Right. It doesn't mean your wife or your husband's gonna change on you. If you're single and you say no to temptation, it doesn't mean you're gonna find the right person to come into your life. You may not find them for years. Yeah. I don't know if you ever will, to be to be honest with you. And um you know, things might not change for yep. for a, for a yep. long time, but this is where you keep looking for God, looking at God. You you keep your compass on Him and you count on Him day by day, and you're just faithful to God no matter what. Like Joseph is an awesome example of just His faithfulness to God in the middle of just living life, right? Right. And and I really believe this is serious stuff because I think this affects the church more than we let on that it does. I would agree with that. I'm telling you, I think I I, I, I you would be shocked of the the percentage that this affects a regular church body and even our church body, Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to that. And, and today, guys, I'm going to tell you what I told you yesterday. If you're, if you're struggling with this and, um, especially in this area of sexual temptation, uh, man, don't do this by yourself. Go find somebody to talk to. Right. Don't, don't be shameful. Don't, don't feel guilty about doing this. And it could be, you
0: know, it could be physical sexual temptation. It could be pornography. Could be, you know, I mean, it's, they're, they're different. I yeah. mean, if you're a
1: lady and you read those yeah. uh, crazy romance novels, that's mm-hmm. that's still the same thing. It's yeah. that that is a Putting ploy by mind, Satan right. to, and it may not be as blatant, but it's it, it's on a, it's on the other side of that. Right. So you have to really be be careful. So I close with this verse, Hebrews twelve, verses one through three. I knew, I, I felt your eyes boring into my the side of my body when I was. I, I was just I listening to you. Okay, good. You, okay. I think you were you self conscious. Well, I looked at the clock, and it said four minutes and one second when I started reading this. Negative four minutes and one second. I had four minutes and one second to go? No, you were over four minutes. It was was
0: red. I know you're colorblind. Yeah, okay.
1: (laughs) So here we go. Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Mm -hmm. I love that. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. That's your compass. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and you won't give up. Yeah. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. and I, I love that that imagery there, but you know... Um, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. You know, temptations, you know, those are weights that slow us down. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially you know, the sin that so easily entangles exactly. us. Exactly. I've, I've never done it, but I've always wanted to train with weights. Like I like to run and I just can't get motivated to get out and run again. But I, I, I've wanted the last couple of years to get a weighted vest and to run with a weighted vest. Um, knowing that when you take that weighted, after you train with it for so long, after you take that weighted vest off, your, your times get better. Um, it will help you build up that endurance and run faster. Bro, but I have no desire to We should ever run, run together. together. Yeah, we should do that. That'd be fun.
1: No, the only thing I'm going to run to is like to a buffet or a barbecue place. Well, or, I do that too. The Der Dutchman. Der Dutchman? Yeah, I'm running. We run from
0: there. your house to Der Dutchman. To Der Dutchman right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right now. Yeah. You're like I'll I'll drive. You can meet me there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you'll you'll go for breakfast. I'll start running, and you'll stay, and and I'll I'll meet you there by dinner time. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: But no, good day yesterday. It Hard topic a... like you said, but I think people need to know it and we need to know this as as a follower of Jesus Christ. And and um, you know, we've only got a few more weeks left for the our series, Your Inner Compass, and um this week's we're gonna talk about what it really means to be free and spiritual freedom and what's that actually look like. So I'm um, I'm just um hope you guys come, hope you invite somebody to come with you. Um as you well know, um topics aren't always easy, so um, right. it's gonna right. be it's gonna be good. Um let you know that um, it's this Sunday, right? What We Believe class starts up October the 16th. Correct. Goes for to November 13th. Mm-hmm. It's from 6 to 730. And um, it, they're going to be video sessions and then there's going to be a discussion and all oh, they're going to have snacks, too. So that should be
0: good. Maybe I'll come to that. Yeah, then. maybe. I mean, snacks. Um,
1: going to talk about baptism and um, communion and church leadership and what members' roles are. If you want um, to sign up for that, we encourage you to do that. And I really, if you've never gone through this, I really encourage you to do this. Mm-hmm. Sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up. You're a pro. Uh, I'm reading it. Common Thread. Common Thread coming up. That is um going to be on Tuesday night, the 18th. Is that right? I don't know. He's yeah, Tuesday night to of the 18th. Um, they're, uh, meeting in the fellowship hall for their no sew. Oh, yeah. Blanket project. Uh, benefits Ronald McDonald house. There are two times, one to 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. and six to 8 p.m. You do not know how to, if you don't know how to sew, no big deal. Just, you need a sharp pair of scissors and some tape measuring to rule, uh, to, and a ruler. Um, each blanket needs two yards and, um they'll tell you what to do. So you need to go as long to long as you can
0: tie a knot. I good. I guess
1: I guess so. So go to Richwood dot church forward slash women for more
0: info. So there you go. Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat on October the thirty first. Yep. We are going to be um, across from the post office in the Richwood Marketing parking yep. lot. There are a couple of different ways that you can serve for that. You can drop off candy here at the church either on Sunday mornings when you're here in the designated bins or if you're in the area and want to drop them off during our office hours throughout the week, Monday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., you can drop those off or – and or – you can do that and you can sign up to decorate the trunk of your car, the bed of your truck, the back of your van – and hand out candy on the thirty first. And My you can goodness, do that. Good. You can do that by going to Richwood.church forward slash sign up. You did that all from memory. I did. Dude, he 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 He's impressive over here today.
1: And next up to bat is Women at the Well. There you go. You ever heard of Women at the Well? I've heard, heard of heard. the Woman at the Well, but this, have, women. this is women at the Women well. at the Well. So this is for ladies thirteen. Are Her, you a lady at thirteen? I I is that right? Females. 13. Females. 13. It, said, it said ladies 13 and older are invited for an evening of praise and worship. And, uh, we got Lynn Nordquist is leading along with the, um, talented Tater. Lydia
0: Nordquist oh, Wood. T- tater is the nickname that I gave her. I used really? to call her Tater when she was in youth group. Yeah. I'm sure she appreciates that now. It's- it just is what it is. You know, once you get a name it doesn't <laughs> yeah, go away. Yeah. So, women at the well, keep that in
1: mind. November the fourth from six thirty to eight PM in the Fellowship Hall. And um I think you guys would um will will greatly enjoy that. So put that down on your calendars So mm-hmm. what else is coming up? Anything good?
0: No, just a reminder night of prayer tomorrow night. Again. Mm-hmm. Got a new um, sermon series coming up in a few weeks. Yep. You uh Back to the basics, it's going to be starting the first weekend of November. Don't forget, that is um, time change weekend, and uh, we gain an hour of sleep spring Bo-bo-bo-bo. forward. We fall back, um, and so then after that, it will get it means dark. it gets dark at 4.30. Yeah, exactly. But anyways, so that be good. that's going to be good. I'm looking forward to that sermon series. We're going to talk about some of the basics. So there's four Sundays in November.
1: Mm-hmm there's three more Sundays left in October mm-hmm. we are seven Sundays away from starting
0: the Christmas sermon series that's right and our Christmas seven that's it seven you you remember what our sermon series is called oh hang on
1: I, I know what this is don't tell me oh
0: night. night divine oh night divine yep oh night divine yep yep and so we we already have the graphic ready I've Shipped that over to we've literally. This is
1: our third year of taking a line out of Old Holy Night. Shh!
0: Don't give away our secret. (laughs) There's there's still a few more years left. We can yeah right milk that one. But no, that's what I told somebody the other day. Was like, you know what? I'm I'm preaching um, one of the weeks in November for the Back to the Basics. Mm -hmm. And so I I said, you know, I'm probably gonna have that sermon ready to go by midweek this week. I said I'm gonna end up getting bored and plan out all the Christmas music. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You know,
1: we should take a line out of a Christmas song every year, like, um, the weather outside is frightful
0: sermon series. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> that would describe you, <laughs> right? That's, that's like and your motto. Would be,
1: and the fire is so delightful. And the fire is so delightful. Right. That's right. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it's seven weeks, uh, seven weeks
0: till the next sermon series we of to, uh, Christmas. We need to take, um, our Bitmojis this year and make a staff Christmas card again. Let's do it. We should. Right, let's do it. Okay, I'll start working on that. Yeah, let's do it. You need to get a couple of them, don't you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. But, no, it was, it's a good day yesterday. Um Good crowd. Good week. um I think coming up this week. Looking forward to tomorrow. I got a busy mm-hmm. week. I'm a little busier than normal, but it'll be good nonetheless. Um They're all like that anymore. Yep. It just never ends. It never ends. Never ends. But it's okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I um, appreciate you guys uh, hanging in there and listening to us and um, always uh, joining us. I know we have regulars who listen all the time, yep. and uh, I wonder if Sue Federer today has uh, had a hard time
0: distinguishing our voices. I don't know, but she'll figure it out eventually. I
1: wonder if she knows who this is talking right now.
0: I, I don't know, Brandon. Does she? I don't know, Craig. We were totally joking, Sue. (laughs) But uh, but no, again. Hey, thanks again. I just took the last little sip of my coffee in my mug. Thank you, Randy. Um, Thank you, Randy. Appreciate it. The Aqua Raider was actually very good. So pretty good. It pays to have you know insider information where they pays to have connections to to Black Rifle Fairy. I have said it so many times. It's not what you know. It's who who you you know. know. Yeah. So thanks again. Yeah. All right, well, I think that's all we got for today. Um, again, we hope you have a great week this week. Enjoy the sunshine while you got it. Enjoy the warmth while you got it, because uh, soon enough, Craig will be complaining, and it's going to be because you know a what? little chilly. Next
1: week, the weather is going to be frightful. It's going to
0: be frightful, and my fire might be delightful. And I'll be there. So come on over. Uh-huh. But um not everybody that's listening. <laughs> everybody. Let's all go to Brandon's house. I'm we'll all- my room. Let's all go to Brandon's
1: house, get in front of the fire, and look at the moose head hanging over
0: top. There you go. Well... We'll see if anybody's got a, a, a moose head name, send it in to us. Send we'll. your moose head name in. <laughs> All right. We're done. Have a great rest of your week. See ya bye. bye.